Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody, to this week's episode of Big Drive Energy, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the top-rated sportsbook in all of the United States and official daily fantasy sports or daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55 which you got coming up here in a couple weeks. Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, not what any of us in Denver or Colorado wanted to see, but I will be rooting for Tom Brady with all of my heart and body and soul and wallet um, come next Sunday. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you guys can get in the fun. We're going to give you guys our DraftKings pick of the weeks at the end. Um, so hopefully get on a little bit of a heater. We've been a little cold, but we're looking to turn that around this week uh, with the Farmers Insurance Open at Tory Pines. So once again, I am your host, Spencer Smith, a.k.a. at Big Drive Spence, here with my brother, Mitchell Smith, a.k.a. at Big Drive Mitch. You guys can find us on Twitter. Um, and also under the DNVR accounts, if you guys follow that, we're under there as well. So you guys find us, follow us, get some shitty Nuggets, Avs, Rockies, Broncos takes, and some semi-decent golf takes from time to time. What's up, Mitch? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Welcome in, DNVR Golf Fam. I'm ready for another episode. Should be a fun one. Yeah, so uh, this week we're, you know, it's the off season, so we're kind of trying to, you know, we're trying to find topics that are interesting to talk to you guys about while it's not full season. We're not talking about our shitty rounds of golf or going to play in big drive lives or things like that. And one of the things that if you watch golf on TV, you always notice, and there's some, there's some blatant ones, there's some obvious ones, but a lot of golfers, professional golfers, especially have nicknames. And I'm sure you guys have nicknames for your friends that you golf with or things that you call them or 
just hacker is the easiest one for most of you guys. That's what Mitchell calls me all the time. Um, so we're going to tell you guys a little bit about uh, some professional golfers and their nicknames, get into where they came from, why, et cetera. And, and then we're going to talk, of course, about our picks. And last week's, we had double action. We had the American Express tournament in California on the PGA Tour. And then we had the Abu Dhabi Championship at, in Dubai. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, go over our picks, and then give you guys some picks for this week and help you make some money on DraftKings Sportsbooks. So nicknames. What goes into a nickname? First of all, what, what's, let's give the people your nickname. What, what, are, what are some things that you get called that I call you weird or not? We, for, for the record here, Mitchell and I call each other weird stuff. We really, I don't think I've called him Mitchell other than on a podcast or if I'm mad at him. And, and he's the same way with me. It's, there's quite the nicknames. So well, why don't you get it started and tell us, uh, tell the people a few, few nicknames you've got. Um, so some of my nicknames are, I would say Migglesworth is probably the top one. Um, I think I got that in what high school is from you and Austin. Did Austin start our buddy Austin Lenz? I think shout out to Austin Lenz. He came up with Migglesworth cause I, my mom and brother used to call me Migs for some reason. Um, it was just a shorter version of Mitchell. So that's what they came up with. And then it went into Migglesworth. Um, Spencer calls me, uh, what are some other ones? I, I'm drawing a blank here. What do you usually call me? Migsy is one of them for M- sure. Yeah. Migsy's a top one. Um, I don't have I as many him, nicknames as you, you do. I call him Chang. Um, that's kind of a, a random ass nickname that, uh, formed one morning. Uh, we were both very hungover and I had to go into work at the golf course. And, uh, I basically looked over it still drunk probably. And I was like, today's going to suck a big Chang. And, <laughs> and now it's, died a lot. we and, literally could not stop laughing. So we just call each other Chang. And then we also have a, a regular out at spring Valley whose name pops up on the T-sheet from time to time. And it's just a fun name to call out over the, the PA system, Mr. Chang. And wasn't that, uh, was that the name of the guy in, um, what was, what's the, the hangover? No, that's Mr. Chow, Leslie Chow. Mr. Chow, Leslie Chow. Okay, well, yeah, it's just in no way is it, uh, if anything, it's more of a sexual connotation to us than it is. Um, it's not, it has nothing to do with race. More, <laughs> it's it's just a weird thing that Spencer started saying that has has really um, stuck with us for the past couple of years. So, yes, yeah, well, we do call each other that. You do call me. You... Uh, you do call me sweet tits from time to time. Which, yeah, if anyone you looked at me, I uh, think you He's probably get why. A couple of big cups got... sitting there. <laughs> I look like Colin Montgomery out here. <laughs> if any of you. Know. So for I'll say this real quick. Um, apparently, back in the day, uh, with the you know the rivalry with U.S. and uh, Great Britain and Ireland over um, the Ryder Cup, Colin Montgomery was one of the more hated players, and so he, by Americans, um, he got the nickname Miss Doubtfire. <laughs> Because he looked exactly like Robin Williams and Miss Doubtfire, 
and I will be 100% honest with you. Uh, we're not, like, into fat shaming or anything. I'm thicker than a snicker, but Colin Montgomery legit looks like he has female breasts on his chest. Like, they they do hang. He does look like Miss Doubtfire. He needs to throw throw a training bra on those puppies. I think he's actually gotten a little better these last few years, but there for a while. It was just tough to watch him walk, and in all honesty, I never liked when they cut to him when he's walking down the fairway. Yeah, well, and that's something that we've talked about before, and we talk about almost every podcast. But that's what we're trying to is guys can look like that and be millionaires because of how good they are at golf. Like you're not going to see you're not going to see many other athletes save Bartolo Colon. Um, Who else is just fat that I like to talk crap about? (laughs) Uh, oh. uh big baby davis well, he was straight up fat yeah he was big uh eddie lacy definitely Ed, yeah eddie got, uh, james harden he was uh, houston james harden <laughs> james harden houston was heckin chunk he got um, super chunk he forced his way out of houston by just eating his way out exactly yeah he he's like trapped in a paper bag of mcdonald's mcdoubles and fries just eat your way out and then uh, who else? I'm trying to think NFL. Pl- I mean, a lot of NFL players are, are mega chunks, but they're supposed to be but that they're, way. They're, yeah, they're athletic. Jared Lorenzen, Even... he played like oh, yeah. CFL or AFL football as a quarterback. That dude is Rip. an absolute. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he, if you've he, ever seen a heck and chunk, that is a heck and chunk right there. Dude, but he could sling it. I think he played for like the Kentucky like rattlesnakes or fucking water pythons or. I don't know. He played for some like obscure ass team. I think he did play at Kentucky though. Water um, pythons. I th- Isn't that I called can... an eel? <laughs> no, I think that's called a water moccasin. Uh, okay. This thing scared the absolute shit out of me. Uh, anywho, we don't have a lot of those in Colorado, thank God. But yeah, Jer- I mean, there's there's been a history of a handful of very thick athletes, but they're really few and far between in comparison to golf. Oh. We're forgetting one, Pablo Sanchez. Um, oh yeah, well, not Pablo. Sa- Pablo thing. Sandoval. Oh, Pablo, Pablo Sanchez. Sanchez. <laughs> Pablo Sanchez is the <laughs> character in fucking backyard baseball. Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> Pablo. Pablo Sandoval. Um, Pablo Escobar. Pablo. Uh, what? Uh, what was Pablo Sandoval's nickname? Uh, Panda. Something Panda. Yeah, what was it like? Then why did you make a song after him? Panda, 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 panda. No, <laughs> no I don't that, think that, that uh, song wasn't about him in any way. Um, what is? What was no, it? what is? Kung Fu Panda. Kung, yeah, I was gonna say there's a movie that also has that title. So. I can closely closely relate to the main character in Kung Fu Panda. I do just him and I. I I love rice. I love carbs. Anything carbs, that? I'm good with. Are you that agile though? Is my that is my yeah? Life. I'm not that light on my feet, and I'm also not as nice as him because he's just a sweet, sweet panda. But, <laughs> sweet, sweet panda. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there is a history of maybe I can think of maybe a dozen athletes in other sports, but then you go through golf, and maybe one in every ten is just thicker than a thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Like it's really not that big of a deal, and. We can actually talk about this, so we'll go with Tim Heron. Um, we'll, we'll start off the nicknames with Tim Heron. Um, his nickname is Lumpy. 
And if you see him, you know exactly why his nickname is Lumpy. And I think he's like, he's tall too. He's like six three or six four, and he is just as chonk as they come when it comes to athletes. Um, and he actually did some funny stuff these last few years because you know when like the PGA Tour were, was releasing outfits for majors, like um, for certain players, they'd put out. Like Under Armour would put out what Jordan Speech was going to wear in the majors, and Polo used to put out what Justin Thomas is going <laughs> to wear in the majors, and uh, things like that. And so Tim Heron would go on Twitter and release his outfits for the majors, and he wasn't qualified for any of them. So he'd go like Thursday, flip flops and a bathrobe, Friday, <laughs> grilling apron, cargo shorts, flip flops, or like just hilarious shit like that he got a bunch of pub on twitter but he's one of those self-deprecating guys who who can definitely take a joke at his own expense and uh he won i want to say he won five times on tour and like 56 top 10 so i think he's living pretty well um don't know if he's tried to work on his fitness at all after golf but probably want to think about that long term um and then you've got guys like uh I'm drawing a blank, but they're from Denver. I, I only know their nicknames. Oh, the Stadlers. Um, Kevin Stadler and his dad. Craig. Um, Craig Stadler. Thank you. Uh, the Walrus and the Smallrus, which is, is pretty clever. Um, they're members out at, I want to say they're at Cherry Hills. Um, but they're a couple of really good sticks. Craig really made a name for himself. Kevin has not done as well on tour, but he's still – done pretty damn good and in, in considering how many golfers haven't come out of Colorado they're they're right up there in the uh, Colorado hierarchy for PGA Tour players so yeah and most of the golf nicknames so we're we're doing this in podcast form but if you guys look up these guys that we're telling you it's pretty hilarious because a lot of the guys nicknames come from basically what they look like and if you look at a picture of Craig Stadler he full on I mean, like Colin Montgomery, Handle, with the, handlebar mustache. Colin Montgomery yeah. legit looks like Miss Doubtfire. I mean, that's um, <laughs> you know Kevin Stadler doesn't really look like as much of a walrus as his dad, but it's just kind of funny because when your father is a walrus, you got to have a nickname too, like that, and and the smallrus kind of kind of fits there. Another good one. Know, oh, I was gonna say real quick. Do you know another nickname for Craig? Stadler could be uh the Lorax. Doesn't he look like the Lorax? Oh, he does kind of look like the Lorax with that that huge handlebar mustache coming down over his lip. Exactly. Like every time he talks, you don't even see his lip, you just see his mustache move. Um, which I if I could pull off a mustache like that, I'd be rocking it one hundred percent of the time. So Yeah, you more just look creepy when you have a mustache. Yeah, I, I it doesn't end well. And usually what happens is I I shave everything and I get to my mustache last and I'm like, yeah, I'll just leave it. And then I catch an absolute metric ton of shit for it for the <laughs> next week, week or so. And then I'm like, all right, I'll get rid of it. And so then there goes everything. Oh yeah. Well, another good one. Well, real quick, I wanted to get back. You, you kind of said a little bit ago, so I'm kind of digressing here, but uh, when you talked about the players outfits for the majors, that's a really cool concept that I think, not a lot of people know about, I guess it's cool. If you, if you liked it, what they wear and it's not cool. If you don't like what you wear, or you're the player, but 
in majors, like I already know. So I'm on Cobra Puma staff this year. So, which means they pay for all my clubs. I have to sign a contract, um, you know, say that I'm playing their clubs all year, only their clubs. I'll have their bag where only Puma clothes. If I play in tournaments, et cetera. I, I don't um, think they know what they're getting into there, but no, they don't. I think, but I think that could be a net negative for them, but we'll just leave that. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll just leave well, that be. I'm just going to start fucking going use car salesmen on people in the pro shop with my Cobra drivers and then they'll <laughs> love me. Um, oh, but yeah, we, dude. I'm, well, I'm on Callaway, so I'm going to be doing the exact same thing. We are going to sell the absolute shit out of some Cobras and Callaways this year. Exactly. And, made, gone. Titles, <laughs> gone. Yeah. Not selling you. But uh, I already know, like, I got to look at the the outfits that they've picked out for, like, Ricky Fowler and Bryson DeChambeau for the U.S. Open, different things like that. They have some actually really cool collections. One thing that I loved about Puma and I really went for the Cobra Puma staff deal because of the club, not the clubs, but because of the clothing, <laughs> the Puma clothes are fire. <laughs> and like if, they if, have, if you know, if well, real quick, if you know, Spencer at all, he overflows a walk-in closet. Like I've never seen a dude with more clothes. It, and how many pairs of shoes do you have? At least 40. I think I have around, yeah, 45 to 55, somewhere in there. Yeah. So he, he has hella clothes and he loves wearing the most outrageous outfits in the pro shop. He loves getting people's attention. So Puma was definitely the brand he was looking for to accomplish that. And I think he's going to do just that. Like the Austin pants, the. I used to be a big loudmouth guy. And so I was always wearing those, especially in high school. And that kind of leads me to, I'll give you guys a little sneak peek Next week on our podcast, we are going to be doing a live podcast uh, next Wednesday. So you have to tune into that. There's no nuggets, no abs on, um, but we're going to do a live pod over StreamYard and we're going to have a bunch of different outfits that players wear on the tour, um, different golf outfits that you see maybe with your amateur buddies. And we're going to talk shit about them. We're going to talk about the best outfits on tour, the worst, uh, some maybe fashion do's and don'ts in the game of golf. And we're going to have uh, basically a live stream up with pictures and everything like that. So tune into that. It's going to be around 6 PM next Wednesday night. So just, just so you guys know, we're just a little sneak peek. We're going to try to get some video out there and that'll be a really fun thing to do and talk a lot of shit about tour players. And um, we'll also put out a tweet. You, you can send us pictures of you, uh, in your golf outfits and we can roast you we'll roast you yeah and, or if you look good we'll tell you you look good we're not we're not above telling you you look good in an outfit but i i've got some fire outfits and so i i will i can definitely roast myself as well um back to back trains fully off the track so we'll get it back on track um there's a tour player named tim clark uh he, his nickname is the penguin and he actually kind of coined himself with this nickname which is kind of lame Usually a nickname is given to you by someone else, but still a great nickname. And somebody asked him, he actually has a penguin head cover on his driver. And he literally just was in an interview and basically said, yeah, I look like a penguin, you know, other than the fact that he actually he does, he's got like gave the nickname kind of to stocky. himself. He does kind of look like a penguin and he hates it. He kind of looks <laughs> like a penguin. And so does Tim Clark, just in a very different manner. So. Yeah, well, he kind of, Tim Clark kind of walks like a penguin, I would say, more than anything. Like, really short strides, his shoulders kind of bounce up and down, side to side. And he's just, like, kind of a stocky, like, rectangular-shaped dude. Um, but he was he was quite the stick there in the, the early, mid-2000s. He won quite a bit. 
him and that chest putter he had working, um, those anchoring cheaters that both of us did for a period of time. <laughs> oh, yeah, we thought it was going to be the greatest thing of all time. And then I will then say my senior him. high school, my senior high school, I putted my absolute ass off with a belly putter. And that's before I was thick. Like I could even imagine now being the thick boy that I am, I could probably use about a 35 incher. I was at like a 40. Four, I think I was at a 40 or 41 incher, but now it's just shove it right up there. Like it's, it's not going anywhere in that belly button. I think my belly button's like three inches deep. So <laughs> anchor it in my belly button and, and go from there. But now I putted really well with the belly putter back in the day. Um, kind of sad to see it go. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Belly putter was, was a great time. Um, some other nicknames that you guys may not know of essentially, or, I guess here we'll go through a list of nicknames quickly before we uh, dive into a few more that are interesting. And we'll just talk about the nicknames of the guys that it basically the nickname is due to their name. So it's just like a shortened version of their name. Like my nickname is Spudzy. There's a long story behind that. Um, but they kind of base it off their name. So, well, first of all, Tiger Woods is actually a nickname. Um, his name is Eldrick and he was just called Tiger by his dad, Earl, when he was a little kid. And it actually comes from a Vietnamese army colonel named Vuong Dang Phong, who fought alongside Earl Woods. So while Tiger is a great name and nobody will ever call him Eldrick, probably other than maybe his mother, um, Tiger's actually in his nickname. So gr- probably the greatest nickname of all time, just because he's the greatest golfer of all time. So um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely go. I, I, that's obviously legendary. It's just synonymous when you hear Tiger. That's immediately what you think of. Oh, yeah. And so a few other nicknames that kind of just play off of uh, play off of the players names, essentially. Um, Chucky Three Sticks. Uh, that's Charles Howell, the third. So if you look at his name and he's the third, there's three dot, you know, three lines or ones or eyes or whatever you want to look at it as. So, and Charles Chuck short for Charles, as we know with Charles Barkley. So they call him Chucky three sticks. Um, Retief Goosen goes by goose. That's just his last name, obviously. And then uh, Aaron Baddeley, he goes by bads, which is kind of a badass bads ass nickname. Um, but yeah, I like that one. <laughs> those are all ones that just kind of base it off of. And then like roars, um, yeah, Roy, J- Duff, J- JT, Duff Daddy, um, J- Jordan Spieth never really had a nickname. I don't know. Is he not cool enough to have a nickname? I feel like he. He's just kind he of really lame. Never, yeah, he's kind of a stick in the mud, and he sucks now, anyways. So we don't even need to talk to him. Yeah, talk, I do. When I was lo- about him. when I was looking up odds uh, and and getting the, preparing for this pod of, to give picks. He's like plus three thirty five to be in the top twenty this weekend. Yeah, dude. He That's just how sucks bad now. he's falling. Like, like, it's crazy. I th- I think it'll go down in history as one of the mo- one of the because nobody really talks about him right now. But I think twenty thirty years from now we'll look back and be like, dude, what happened to this guy? Like almost like Anthony Kim esque. Like he just kind of fell off the face of the golfing earth. And I mean, he did make thirty five million dollars on the course before he was like 27 or 26 something like that so he's gonna live comfortably for the rest of his life but it's just and who knows he may get it back I I, as of right now nobody can forecast that but his game tee to green is just in the fucking shitter like he 
there's no there's no consistency, no accuracy. He's been with the same coach for forever. He's got the same swing flaws and basically just leans on his putter way too much. Um, and that's a topic for a different podcast that we're going to talk about. But, uh, yeah, he definitely doesn't have a nickname, and I don't even think he's worthy of it. Oh, another name um, that I'm not even sure if it's real or not or if it's his actual name, but Smiley Kaufman. I mean, that's a, a pretty good one. You can't really beat that one. Um, and he is a pretty smiley guy, I would say. He was another one of the uh, spring break boys, if anybody recalls that certain trip that those guys took down to uh, – where were they? I think Nassau or whatever. But Justin Thomas and who was the fourth guy? I forget who else they had, but – oh, it was Ricky. And Ricky's not – his career's not looking crazy hot either, so – Justin Thomas is clearly the front runner out of the uh, spring break boys. Um, I guess you could kind of give them all that nickname as a group. Um, they're kind of like the Beatles of golf, you could say, except for yeah, a Sm- lot worse. Smiley Kaufman's uh, name is actually Carter Smiley Kaufman. So it's his middle name, but he goes by Smiley. So I like that. I fuck with that. It's pretty yeah. heavy. Another great nickname. And this guy's gone through a lot and actually kind of resurged this last year or so on tour. But uh, Camilo Villegas Villegas goes by Spider-Man. And if you've ever seen him putt, he basically gets as low as possible to the green. And what's kind of funny about this is a lot of – we golfers are athletes, but we just talked about how you can be fairly unathletic looking and be a good golfer. And he is like – if like – 50% 50% of PGA tours tried to do what he do. I'd say even more than that, probably 70% of tour players tried to do what he do, do what he do, do what he does yeah. when he uh, reads a putt, they wouldn't be able to do it straight up. Like they they'd yeah, either they, their belly uh, would be hanging on the ground or they'd be hurt trying to get yeah, down their, that their knees, whatever. But yeah, actually um, he got into road biking. Like he was, com- he was doing competitive biking there for a while because he had a golf injury and he got so sucked into biking that he actually started competing in races and actually that's kind of why his golf game saw a bit of a decline was he um he started just getting so into biking that he was focusing the majority of his time on that so that's a fun fact I don't know if you knew that or not Dude, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to say that again. Your your connection cut out pretty bad. Oh, did it? Okay. Um, I said Camilo Vajegas actually got really competitive into uh, road biking. He was competing in races, and when he he had a golf injury, and he's been nagged by golf injuries throughout his career. So I want to say it was like four four or five years ago. He got really into biking and was competing in races and stuff, and kind of put golf on the back burner. Um, so that's kind of a fun fact about about Spider-Man that n- nobody really knew of. Yeah, uh, another great nickname, just going back to the um, the beginning of time, essentially in golf when it burst onto the scene, is the Golden Bear. Uh, you got Jack Nicholas, uh, some argue the greatest golfer ever. Um, but uh, the Golden Bear is just, it's classic. Timeless and classic. Yeah, absolutely. He... So here's another fun fact about uh, Jack Nicholas. If we just want to go with fun facts, um, he has his own ice cream called Golden Bear Ice Cream, and I'm not sure where the. I'm not sure if you can get it here in Colorado or not, 
but a hundred percent of the proceeds go to charity. So it's literally just his own ice cream and he donates everything to charity. So that's, that's pretty damn impressive when, you know, you've kind of made it when you just have a company that's strictly dedicated to uh, donating straight to charity and you just have your own ice cream named after you. That's, that's when, you know, you're at the top. Yeah. That's when, you know, you're big time. Um, another great nickname is Miguel Angel Jimenez and, uh, they call him the mechanic and basically mm-hmm. like he, he's like the, you know how they have the most interesting man in the world. Like he's the most interesting golfer in the world. And, uh, he's a c- expert cigar guy. He's, and he's just like the way he, the way he plays is just so he just like plays golf. Like he doesn't have that great of a golf swing. He just gets yeah, it he around. Just, he and, just free wheels it. He's just a free wheel and kind of dude. He, he really doesn't worry too much about the mechanics. And I would say he's one of the weird guys um, that's actually gotten better looking with age. I wouldn't say he's like a man rocket or anything, but if you see pictures of him back in like the, the early nineties, when he came out on tour um, or like late 18 or late eighties, early nineties, he was this super weird looking. He had like a super tight um, dark, like Afro almost <laughs> like he's got super curly hair. So he had like all this hair poofing out of the sat could have been the look in the nineties, but uh, now he's just got this ponytail. Like it's kind of like red and gray and, and he smokes a cigar every time he warms up and does all these very, very eccentric stretches. Um, I think he's in his early fifties now and he's still competing on the European tour. He'll still play in PGA tour events. So he's one of those guys that isn't just going straight to the champions tour trying to, trying to rake. Like he's, he's a timeless dude who's going to compete on the PGA tour until he feels like he can't do it anymore. Oh yeah. He, like those are the guys that make golf fun to watch. Cause like he's old. He, it's just like the John Daly style. And of course, John Daly has the nickname wild thing. Uh, we've talked about John Daly before a little in depth uh, on our podcast with Eric Hallberg, but, and a little inside tour info there, but uh, Miguel on hell is just a guy that he, you wouldn't know. Like if you just showed up to a golf course and you saw him like sitting on the porch, smoking a cigar, you'd be like, Oh dude, this, this dude shoots 85. And then he goes out and shoots like 67. Yeah. He, and I think he's actually, he was in his prime. He, he kind of reached his prime a little later in his career. He, he won more, I think in his thirties and forties than he did in his twenties. So one of those guys who he's in it for the long game, man. And he loves his wine. He loves actually working on cars too. He, he's just a Renaissance man. He does a little bit of everything. And, and you can tell, um, when he did are we losing the audio again yeah he just lost the audio for like 10 seconds is it when i do this i don't know uh your your connection hasn't been great with me this entire meeting either so i don't know what the fuck's going on okay well anyways moving on you got some other good nicknames for us (laughs) um yeah i mean so we can go with el nino sergio garcia uh, I forget what El Nino means. Doesn't it mean the, the, uh, it, it, God damn it. It's like a horse. Is it a horse? Well, I don't know. I'm not well-versed in Spanish. El Nino. Um, it's the, it's a complex series of climate changes affecting the equatorial that, Pacific region. That, 
we're not talking about weather forecasting here. El Nino in Spanish means the uh, Jesus, Nino. That's embarrassing. The boy. The oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. The boy. Fuck, I, this dictionary just fucked me. <laughs> I, I really thought you were being for real with that. Oh my god, I was. Um, but it, he he really got that nickname um, back at I think I want to say it was the PGA Championship when he first started when he burst onto the scene. He was competing with Tiger, and it's the iconic uh, shot that he hit from inside the tree roots. And uh, he ran up the fairway and he was like skipping up the fairway and jumped at the end. He, uh, when he first came out in, on the scene, he um, was just looked at as this vibrant guy who's going to bring a lot of energy to golf. So that's how he got the nickname. The boy was, he just felt like a kid out there playing golf. Like he, he wore, he still wears his emotions on his sleeve. Um, and then he got a little older and he started to get kind of, uh, I would say more angry than anything His wearing his heart on his sleeve turned into childish outbreaks of throwing clubs and just yelling and spiking sand bunkers and shit like that. So. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a couple other great ones. Um, Jasper Parnovic. So his nickname is the Spaceman, and Jasper Parnovic fellow Cobra Puma guy back in the day. Um, apparently he was widely rumored to have eaten volcanic dust as a nutritional supplement. Um, and he started in a Gangnam style, Gangnam style, whoop, uh, parody. So, and like, if you look at pictures of him, dude, he's got like this Cobra hat. That's like, it's sticking up. It's it's hard to explain. I'm looking at a picture here, but it's just pretty ridiculous. It's it's like the, it's like a bicycle hat. It's a short, the, the brim is like really short on the hat and he flips it straight up and he actually got Cobra to put the logo under the brim of the hat. So it would say like Cobra when he flipped the brim up, cause that's just how he wore it. You just, it was some of the fashion ideas back in the eighties and nineties were not something you would really want to, uh, to imitate nowadays. That's for sure. Oh yeah, exactly. He, they definitely had it way different back in the past and guys have changed their style to kind of relive that old school. Like there's a lot of old school stuff you'll see wearing now, like a lot more rope hats and things like that. But overall um, the, the spaceman it's, it's a perfect nickname for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say another good one is Ian Poulter's nickname is the postman. Um, And he's actually done when he had his own clothing line, he did a lot of stuff with that. He's a big Argyle guy, and I think I, I'm not 100% positive, but I think he got the nickname The Postman because he always delivers, and that goes back to his history with the Ryder Cup. He always, whenever you needed a point out of the guy, he was giving you that point. He would, the, the most memorable one for me was at Medina when he birdied five, of the, five straight to finish the round to, I forget who he closed out, but he's just iconic when it comes to the Ryder Cup. So he got the nickname Postman because he always delivers. And I, I actually do think that's pretty damn cool. Well, that's what's one of the one of the funny things about Poltz is and the the postman is he's never really played that great in just outright tournaments. Uh, but every time he gets in a competitive like the Ryder Cup or President's Cup or something like that, he's just nails. So maybe he's just a great match play player, which is a very real thing. 
Um, but he's never like there for many tournaments and never winning that much. Like he's not like a Dustin Johnson or something like that, but yeah, whenever he, he gets no, in he a competition really, straight up one and one against another guy, he's phenomenal. Yeah. He has a great history in the, uh, WGC match play and there's another match play event they do over in Europe. I want to say it's in Spain or Italy and he's won that at least once. Um, he just loves match play. He eats it up. He's, he's your guy who just gets off on burying somebody in a match head to head, just one of the most competitive guys out there. And so I think he kind of loses a little bit of that in a full field event. Um, but in the Ryder cup, he's, he, you could arguably say he's the best Ryder cup player ever, or he's right up there. I mean, his record speaks for itself. So. He is, he definitely always delivers. That's for sure. Well, he's probably, he probably delivers more than the actual postal service at this current point. It's a friggin' joke. Yeah, no shit. The last thing I would have took three weeks to a month to get here is a fucking joke. Um, another good nickname over on the European tour. Well, he's also plays on the PGA tour and we, we talked about him last week. I picked him uh, to top 10 in Dubai and it went so fucking poorly. Um, all of my picks are just really bad, apparently. But uh, the Iceman, Henrik Stenson, and he just gets that from, like, his stoic kind of look. Um, he's very upright on the golf course. He's very locked in. He's You rarely see him skip a beat. Like, when he gets out there, he's just straight-faced, focused, locked in on his golf. So I think that's why he got that nickname. That's That would be my assumption. I don't know if you – have any info on that no i just that's a fire nickname i wish that was my nickname in golf that could be my nickname but it's more because i'm always cold hot and cold and freaking can't can't string a pair of shots together uh, we'll get through a few more nicknames here just kind of quickly uh louis oostazen is called Shre- uh, his nickname is shrek he looks legitimately exactly like shrek in some if depending upon the camera angle um freddie couples yeah he he has a bunch of oh, different bam, nicknames. Bam. Uh, I guess one of them is Boom Boom. Uh, just a smooth swing. One of the best, basically one of the most just smooth, sweet swings on the tour. Um, and just continues to play well, well into his older age. Uh, we got uh, Ernie Els. That's maybe one of the most stoic nicknames. They call him the Big Easy. He's from South Africa. He's 6'3". Super just effortless golf swing huge dude and i think that's what's funny about the pga tour it as well as you know we talked about guys not being athletes or, or they are but they're not always the most athletic looking and then a lot of guys on tour are a lot smaller than you think too i think that's what's funny about like on tv like in the nba if somebody's small you can tell they're small because they're next to a bunch of dudes six three six four uh but on the pga tour you can't really tell how big guys are and i dude i I forget what player it is, but there's a couple of players that are just, I think, isn't it Spieth? That's like really small. No, Rory's really small. Um, Rory's like 5'8". Uh, who else is really, are, are we talking height or are we talking like just general stature? Yeah, I'm talking like general stature, essentially. Okay, because yeah, there's guys like Justin Thomas, who's just super slender. I mean, uh, Francesco Molinari is a pretty small dude, but I think Rory's the most surprising one to people because he doesn't really look super small, but I think he's like 5'8 in real life, and 
um, for as, as long as he hits it, you'd be shocked at his size, really. So. Yeah, he's no 6'2 monstrosity. He just makes such a good move on the golf ball that he fucking hits it so well. Exactly. Um, but other than that, those are some of my favorite nicknames, I think. Yeah, I think we'll get to this last one. Um, apparently, he doesn't like the nickname, but uh, Fig, uh, Fig Jam is the nickname. for A lot of guys call Phil Mickelson that, or used to call Phil Mickelson that. It's not like widely known. He's known as like Lefty or something of that nature, but... Um, Fig Jam, it stands for, if you guys out there don't know, um, the F word, which we say on this podcast, but I just don't feel right saying it right now. Um, it, the F word, I'm good, just ask me. So basically, it's just if you're cocky, uh, you just say Fig Jam, fuck, I'm good, just ask me. I just said it, but you get the gist. And apparently, Phil Mickelson doesn't like that nickname very much, so. Yeah, he, he's fairly well known for being kind of fake. Like, he portrays himself as a very personable dude with the fans, all the, the hat-tipping and the, the waving and shit. And then, in, like, in real life, he's kind of Shooter McGavin-ish, like he's a total prick. Um, he doesn't look like kids or dogs or, you know, whatever. Uh, um, but, yeah, he's, he's kind of been known for being a closeted prick. And then in, out in tournaments in public, he acts like this super nice, like, endearing guy. Which is super sad because, like you said, when you see him in tournaments or like they profile him on PGA Tour and stuff like that, he seems like a good dude. And then you hear that shit and you're like, wow, that kind of sucks. Yeah, and I'm sure you don't sign one kid's autograph or you'd, you'd kick a dog here or there. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Nobody does that. But you, you piss one person off and all of a sudden, you know, it, it gains legs with the internet. Like, oh, I, I had this experience. You know, it's it's. I'm sure it's it's not at all the experiences with Mickelson, but he has been known to do that from time to time. Oh yeah, exactly. All right, so before we get into a little bit of recap from last week and our DraftKings pick of the week for this week, we guys we want to tell you guys about DraftKings. DraftKings is America's top-rated sports book, as we already said. But you guys know the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Five, is right around the corner, and DraftKings, the official daily. Far- fantasy partner of super bowl 55 is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway which is up to 55 million dollars in prizes up for grabs most of it for free f-r-e-e free 99 all you have to do is share these huge prizes is enter DraftKings free super bowl prediction challenge so you get to pick a bunch of different stuff on the super bowl doesn't have to be the game line it can just be a bunch of different random things whatever they ask you and once you submit your picks you're you have a free instant prize up to $25,000 if you win. So you got to go into DraftKings. If you don't have an account, uh, sign up, use our code, and you get a free cha- a free shot at basically $25,000. Who, uh, who would ever take in, you know, who would ever take a, not take a free shot at $25,000? And if you get the most predictions correct, the top prize for this is $1 million, $1 million large. So... That's never have to work again type of money. So download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer the questions like who's going to score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has put out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing about big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code DNVR to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everybody who gets an instant prize 
up to $25,000 just for playing. So use the promo code DNVR now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Maybe me, maybe you. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. All right, so last week, we don't need to talk too much about our shit picks um, from the Abu Dhabi. I did have another winner, a top 10 winner, Tommy Fleetwood. He wasn't looking too good on the fir- after the first round on Thursday, but he did come through for me, ended up being third. I thought there was a chance he might win it for a second. I was getting pretty hyped. Um, but he ended up taking uh, third T3 or T4, so the Tommy Fleetwood top 10 at plus 138 cashed, and all of our other bets lost. So Martin Keimer was terrible. Um, Shane Lowry, terrible. Just terrible. Henrik Stenson, terrible. Uh, Who else was just ass? Um, Who's another one of your – did I take Justin Rose? Yeah, I took took, Justin Rose. I took Fleetwood to win and to top 10. So he didn't win, but he topped 10. And then I had Kymer. So not a terrible – you know, I was down about half a unit or ish, depending upon how much you put on Fleetwood to win. He basically canceled out my Kymer bet and then paid me a little more on top of that. So it wasn't wasn't awful for me. It wasn't awful. Um, And then a couple other notes around the PGA Tour from last week. Phil Mickelson – He's played over 2,100 rounds on the PGA Tour, and it was the first time ever he made 18 pars in a row on the PGA Tour. So that happened this weekend. Um, shout out to Jessica Corda. She shot a 60, so she was one shot off of the, the Magic 59 this weekend. And uh, shout out to Siwoo Kim for taking home the American Express, but uh, impressive performance on Sunday by Patrick Cantlay. Shot 11 under 61, I believe that's correct, right? Yeah, that is correct. Shot an 11 under 61 on Sunday to come back and basically uh, make it a tournament. He wasn't even close to the leaderboard, but he finished 22 under and lost to Siwoo Kim by one. So shout out Siwoo Kim on winning the American Express. And for this week's picks, what do you got? We got Tory Pines. We got the uh, Farmers Insurance Open. Tell the people a little bit about Tory Pines. Um, so Tory Pines, I mean, generally speaking, it's the U.S. Open is played there when. Well, I mean, they play the Farmers Insurance there yearly, but whenever somebody pictures Tory Pines, they picture this the crazy long rough. Um, it's right on the the coast of La Jolla, California. So it's it's the marine layer, all the very dense fog usually rolls in there in the mornings. It's it's the ball goes nowhere out there. I don't even know how those guys get it around, but usually the rough out there is super long. It's not as bad um, for the farmers as it is for the um, U.S. Open, generally speaking, the infamous U.S. Open between Rocco Immediate and Tiger Woods, the playoff, uh, was at Torrey, but the, the finishing hole was awesome. Just have really, really solid games, so, um, and, and they don't, Hit it crazy long. Matthew Wolf hits it. Hit, Matthew Wolf hits it pretty long, um, but Hovland's more just average, maybe a little above average off the tee. But Torrey Pines isn't necessarily all about distance. You definitely have to be dialed in with your irons and wedges, and definitely on the greens. Greens are really tough out there. So 
Uh, I've got Matt Wolf top 10 at plus 400, and then I've got Victor Hovland to top 10 at plus 350. And sprinkle a little bit on his um, him Victor Hovland winning at plus 3,050 via our DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, pretty damn good odds. You throw a buck on it, you can make $30.50. You throw a 10 on it, you can make 300 So depending on what your risk is like, what your units look like, um, my golf betting unit is tiny because I suck at it, and these are not expert picks, but I, I just have a good feeling about these guys, both of their games. T to green are super solid. They know what they're doing around the greens, and uh, I, I'm just rolling with both of them. I just got a good vibe. Love it. All right, my picks for the week. Uh, I did a top, so I did a top 20, a top 10, and a winner. So my top 20 is going to be a guy we'll hopefully hear more from this year. He's been on the Corn Ferry Tour. He ripped it up there last year. His name's Will Zalatoris. So get used to that name. He's supposed to be breaking out on PGA on the PGA Tour this year. He started playing last year in the fall series, um, getting his feet wet in the PGA Tour. In 2020, he was he had 11 consecutive top 20 finishes on the Corn Ferry Tour, which is the most ever recorded. Um, Corn Ferry or Web.com tour, and him him to be in the top twenty this week is plus two fifty. So you risk ten dollars to win twenty five, collect thirty five on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and I feel like he's got a really good shot to win this week. Like you said, Torrey Pines is a tough course, and you got to hit it long and kind of hit it straight and keep it in play. And Will Zalatoris is fourth on the tour in shots gained tee to green right now, um, right between John Rahm, who's the favorite for this tournament, and Dustin Johnson. So pretty good company for him to be in with a couple of starts under his belt and uh, I feel like he's he had three top tens last fall on the PGA Tour including a top 10 at the U.S. Open and this is like you said a kind of a U.S. Open type of course so I like Will Zalatoris plus 250 to be in the top 20 this week. My top 10 pick is Gary Woodland. Um, He's a little out of form right now. He kind of had a rough year last year and is not the not quite the player he used to be or when he had his little run. Um, he is plus 750 to be in the top 10. So risk $10 to win 75. Um, like I said, not not quite in the form that he was, which is one of those things you usually look for when you're betting golf. Um, but last weekend he got 18th at the American Express and he hits it long and straight when he's going well. So if he has a good weekend and he's hitting it long and hitting it, hitting it in the fairway, uh, he's going to have as good a shot to win as anybody or and especially be uh, hopefully in the top 10 and win me 75 bones. And then uh, Tony Finau to win. Uh, Tony Finau is kind of a wild card. He hasn't won in a while, but he seems to be always up there. And he's got five top 11s in his last eight starts on the PGA Tour. And he, he always seems to be up there like Friday, Saturday, and then kind of falls off Saturday, late Saturday into Sunday. Uh, I'm hoping that this is the week he can... Um, finally break through and win the thing he's plus 1700 so he's the fourth highest or fourth lowest odds if you will to win the tournament Um, but he got fourth last week at the american express he shot 68 66 67 then 68 again and i think one of the big keys this week and let me know how you feel i i think a lot of the guys that played in abu dhabi last week are going to be behind the eight ball with that long flight traveling and then a lot of the guys that played in the American Express and were already in California are going to have a little bit of a leg up, having played the base, you know, different golf course, but same exact kind of style of golf in the same state. Yeah, definitely. Just the time change in and of itself is going to—it's a big adjustment for those guys. So, 
I don't know. They probably traveled all on Monday. They landed Tuesday. So they got Tuesday night and kind of Wednesday night to, to reg- get regular again. But, yeah, I'd, I would agree with you. The, the big time change there could play a factor. No doubt. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Big Drive Energy. Uh, once again, make sure we'll tweet it out. Make sure to tune into our live episode next week where we roast players. Um, we roast your friends, whoever. We'll, we'll send out some tweets and send out some, uh, get us some pictures of you guys on the golf course, and we'll roast you. We'll roast each other. We'll roast ourselves, and we're all going to do it live on StreamYard. So make sure to tune in for that next Wednesday. Time is pending, but it's probably going to be right around 6 o'clock. So tune in for that. Um, for me, Big Drive Spence. Follow me on Twitter at Big Drive Spence. He is at Big Drive Mitch. Thank you guys all for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. 